0: Welcome to the beauty aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17 got my GED and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up beauty aside each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty Aside. Today, we are having our Skin Talk series with my dear SC friend, Cecily Recker. So excited to have you back, Cecily.
1: I'm so excited too. Hi, everyone. Hey!
0: This is so fun today because we're going to be talking about really anti-aging essentials, guidelines. products (laughs) products <laughs> ways to help skin in your 40s particularly which I am in and I know that it is very much needed so um I don't know if I told you but recently I put out a Facebook post and asked I don't know a hundred of my friends that are around the same age what their skin care concerns or questions were and these three topics were something that reoccurred. So I thought, you know what, me and Cecily, we have to talk about these things. We have to give people some answers. So I'm really excited to do that today. Me too. Yes. So the three things that we're going to talk about today are dryness, which can be dry skin, hair, scalp, conditions like eczema and psoriasis, as well as anti-aging, which can be hyperpigmentation, wrinkles, sagging skin. And then the third thing we're gonna talk about is the sequence for using skincare products, because that is something I hear repeatedly over and over again is, which order do I use these products? So let's start with dryness. Okay. So some dry skin remedies. I'll, I'll go ahead and just start with that and then you can chime in and give us your remedies too, Cecily. But for dry skin, Um, you know, there is a difference between dry and dehydrated skin. And if you are on the fence or unsure about what that means, I have a great YouTube video. So you can go over to my YouTube channel, Gentry Quent, and watch that video. I think it's dry versus dehydrated skin, literally, and how to balance your skin, because it's very important. But assuming you do have truly dry skin, in addition to applying humectants, which would be Water loving ingredients right out of the shower or the bath, um, you're going to want to put on an oil. Now, usually, an indicator for dry skin will be dry, actually flaky skin, like you can actually see the flakes on your skin. That's one indicator. So, if you have dry skin, you know, an oil will definitely help. Now, for dry patches, I personally, uh, and I don't know if you've ever used this, Cecily, but I will sometimes have to resort to aquifer for for very short periods of time, uh, including on my lips. I lived in Colorado for a couple of years and I had cracked, swollen, even bloody lips. I know it sounds really gross, but the dermatologist advised me to try that before coming in. I did. It helped. So of course, uh, this is a very short-term remedy. But because I know it works, um, especially to prevent your skin from getting worse.
1: Like, you know, do you, have you ever had uh eczema, Cecily? I haven't, but um I do experience some um, psoriasis. Um oh. and it just kind of like comes in little flares. It's a hereditary, my mom has it, and so um it's something that I just kind of it just flares up like randomly, and it's mostly like in my scalp and hair. So I think a lot of it's just due to, like, stress um, and diet for me personally. Totally. And I don't think they yeah. are alone with uh,
0: my experience and all of my research. I do think that um, diet and stress – stress, I'm going to say heavy on the stress here. I used to have eczema. I'll, and now, in my 40s, I – I I know it sounds weird to say I barely have it, but sometimes I feel like I'm at the beginning stages of it, but I tackle it really early on and control it. So it never flares up into something bigger than that. Um, But, you know, that, that, it, there is nothing, it's like, it's almost like equivalent to having poison ivy. It's just, it itches unbearably, it's swollen, it's bumpy, it spreads. So stress is really something that you really have to consider, take into consideration with these types of inflammatory diseases. Um, and so back to some actionable items that can help you with this. Um olive oil you and i before we started before we started recording this podcast we're talking about olive oil and um you were saying that your was it your mom that was using it for her psoriasis yeah
1: and that really helped her
0: yes yes so i actually had a client that was losing chunks of her hair. I believe it was from eczema. I want to say, I hope I'm not getting that wrong, but it was definitely an inflammatory condition. And she, because of it, she was losing chunks of her hair. And part of what the dermatologist had prescribed was heavily in in an olive oil base. So Um, oddly enough, a few weeks after seeing my client, I noticed that I had some red irritation near the front of my scalp and it was in a kind of like a, almost looked like a penny. It was weird, but I could see the red irritation through my hair. And so I thought, Hmm, olive oil, high in vitamin C makes sense, right? Because the vitamin C helps to kind of, um, Regenerate new cells, but also is very healing, and that's it's very high in olive oil. So I put some olive oil on the day after it was fifty percent, seventy-five percent gone. So it really, really does work. So if you need a an all-natural treatment for eczema, psoriasis, any inflammatory disease on your um, on your scalp, um, even on your skin, I think olive oil could be a really good remedy, and it most certainly is not going to hurt anything, right? Yeah, (laughs) definitely not. So another little tip I have for dry feet and lips, believe it or not, is castor oil. Um, I've used castor oil for a variety of things in my life, including hair growth. If you have like a little dry or a little dry, a little balding spot on your hair, you can use some castor oil. If you, you know, if you have thinning eyelashes or if you've had some, if you've had some experience that has led you to have thinning eyelashes or eyelash loss, loss such as you know um, getting the the fake eyelashes put on you know after a while can have some wear and tear on the lashes. castor oil is a wonderful remedy to help with the growth uh, and I and with my experience and clients it helps it it helps relatively quickly so I love castor oil for that but I'm gonna actually circle back around because I realized when I said, um, to use oils on the skin. If you have dry skin, I didn't really specify about the oils. Do you have any, uh, with your experience, do you have any tips on particular oils for dry skin,
1: Cecily? Um, so for me personally, I really think that um, it kind of just depends on your skin and kind of what you need. But um, a lot of ones that i particularly like um typically have jehovah oil and like rose hips oil in it um and then they kind of have some anti-inflammatory properties such as like lavender candula, and things like that um and i really like a brand it's called living vibations and so they're all natural vegan and they're one of my favorite brands and oil that i really like Um, but there's so many different options. So, um, if you're new to oil, it could just take a, a while, just finding a blend that's like right for your skin and kind of what you need. Totally, totally agree with that because you
0: have to understand your skin type, which is a different conversation. Yeah. I do have a blog about that, about choosing the right oil for your skin type. And, it's and I also
1: love your skin oil. That is one of my oh, favorites. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much.
0: That one actually has squalene, which is a derivative because we have, we use the vegan products. So it's a derivative yeah. of olives, um, which is, it, it has a very unique ability to keep the skin really clean while also hydrating it. So it's very clean. It's also extremely low in the comatogenic levels. So it will not clog the pores. It also contains seed oil, which is huge in uh, omegas. So those fatty acids that we need and that we lose, it really helps replenish the skin in that way with a touch of rose, which is good for irritating skin, rosacea, things like that. That's in Mm -hmm. the the quintessential glow oils, what you were talking about. But um, I, you know, for For dry skin particularly, I do think oils high in fatty acids are a great idea. But I also do think that you have to choose the right skin oil for your skin type because there are different oils that will accommodate you. And if you choose the wrong oil, you might actually have an adverse reaction or do the opposite of what you're trying to achieve, right? If you have super sensitive skin, acne-prone skin, And oil in general may not even be the best solution for you, but there are so many wonderful nourishing oils that I would encourage you if you're a little confused on it to go to my blog on gentryquin.com and, uh, Google, uh, oils for your skin type. I I think it's called choosing the right oils for your skin type. And that will help bring you a little bit of clarity as to what oils you might want to try. So, um, I think we've covered we've covered the dry skin, we've covered dry patches, um, uh, dry feet and lips, which is the castor oil, dry scalp, which is the olive oil, and um, and I think that's a good pretty good starting point, don't you? I do yeah it 's a pretty good starting point guys so let 's we 're going to move on now to number two that was uh, a common concern, which was no surprise and that was anti aging anti aging so some things that were mentioned were hyperpigmentation, some people get pregnancy masks, um, some people get hyperpigmentation that 's brought on by too much sun, which sun is the I love me some sun, but you got to be careful because it will definitely contribute to aging. Um, And also such as bring on like wrinkles and sagging skin because when you deplete the skin, it has other effects on the skin. So anti-aging remedies is what we want to talk about today Um, to give you also some actionable items on what you might be able to do to, um, to kind of help. We can't really, Oh, we want to age gracefully. We can't really turn back time, but we can improve the texture. Would you agree? We can improve the texture, the complexion, the tone of our skin, things yeah. like that. So that's what I would like to speak to today. My number one for um, sort of lightening and brightening the skin, uh, skin that's discolored, hyperpigmented, with my experience over the years has really been light chemical peels. I've had a lot of success with that. So that would be my number one recommendation. There are so many treatments. We could not even possibly go into all of them today. Do you have maybe like a number one treatment, Cecily, that you would recommend for the hyperpigmentation
1: um, so that was mine as well was, um, light peels such as a vitamin C or an enzyme fruit based peel. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's a and, really good one. And SPF sunscreen, <laughs> preventative care.
0: Girl, seriously, you were, we're so in sync right now. Vitamin C helps brighten the skin. So I recommend, you know, if you... Using a serum that you can't tolerate because there's different forms of vitamin C, which again is going to be a different a different um, podcast because we could just have one on vitamin C. But in general, vitamin C helps brighten the skin. So we want to keep that in mind. Also eating fruits and vegetables that are high in vitamin C, doing it from an internal standpoint, that will only help. It definitely will not make things worse. Uh, Prevention such as SPF is huge. And I think sometimes people are just looking for like this big complicated answer because they think that there can't possibly be a simple remedy, right? But just protecting your skin is so massively huge. I cannot stress it enough because that is what causes premature aging. And it's so much easier to prevent the 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 premature aging than it is to correct it but that's why we're here if you need us we're going to help you correct it (laughs) over time but it's going to take some time and commitment on your part so use the use your spf every day also um the retinol there's something that i found that was googled a lot when i was doing research which is a, a word called tretinoin And that is just the retinol brand name for the drug. So um, it's the same thing, right? It's like buying a generic form of something and it's called something else. So that will help dissolve dead skin cells um, and help with the renewal of skin in general. So whenever you are trying to anti-age your skin or reverse those signs, there are a million products out there that are going to market to you. And still to this day, after me being in the beauty business for 20 years, I haven't come across one that I think is more effective. So I'm just going to go go with what I know here. Um, do you have any other suggestions for any topical um, topical treatments that you think that people might benefit from using, as far as anti aging goes, Cecily.
1: Um, one I recently found um, a triple hydroxy acid, um, and I I'm gonna have to look up the active ingredient, but it is not um, a it doesn't contain any retinol. So for me personally, and I've mentioned this on um, a few other of our podcasts, that my skin is too sensitive for. Um, like retinol. So it really irritates my skin. So finding a natural approach has been really challenging, but I have found one that works for me.
0: I love that. I love that you mentioned that because that is so, so, so true. Everyone is different and you really need to respect your skin. If you're putting products on your skin that are too tingly, they're going to be irritating your skin. They're going to create sensitized skin that's going to cause other problems. So you really need to respect where you're at, where your skin is at right now. <laughs> and you yeah. need to work from there. So that is a really good um, yeah. point.
1: And I can post that in the comments, like down below, if anyone was interested. 100%. Um, that. So,
0: yeah, 100%. And also what I might want to recommend for some people that can tolerate it, but might feel like doing it every day is a little bit too much. You can kind of, uh, you can create a more customized routine with a retinol product where maybe you use it once every two or three days instead of using it every single night. So we have to remember about retinol is that it does have a progressive effect on the skin. So it's not something that you're gonna use one time or, or one week and then it's gonna like turn back the, the all of the signs of aging. But what it does do is it has a progressive effect So even if you're not using it every single night, if you're using it, you need to use it with a level of commitment and over a period of time, you will start to see the results. And if once a night doesn't work for you, then once every two nights or once every three nights and you can use other products, you can sub other products that are super beneficial for whatever skin type you have or whatever condition or whatever you're trying to achieve on the other night. So it might work um, really synergistically for you. Um now some studies ha- have indicated that vitamin E and I mentioned that before earlier in our conversation helps with renewal as well so that could be a really natural alternative that I think some people just probably wouldn't think of because we're used to thinking of vitamin E like help scars and stuff like that but now recently the more articles I read I keep hearing little um droppings of information about that not being the case like they thought it was with the reduction of scars. So, um, whatever the case may, may be studies are indicating that vitamin E can help with the renewal. So you might want to try this at night if you are having a reaction to other products because it's sticky. And that's why I wouldn't recommend maybe using it during the day, because then if you put your makeup on might be a little funky, Um, also we talk about this a lot, Cecily, because we are such believers in a holistic approach to, to skincare and health in general, but massage can really help with wrinkles. Now, when I give my treatments and I'm, I think you do too, you, you know, we incorporate a lot of massage into our treatment because we know the benefits. We know that the skin can change, um, that I'm sorry, we know that we can massage the wrinkles out of the skin. It can change the way the skin lays over the muscle, right? When we're massaging the muscles. So we know that and we incorporate it, but you can literally do that to yourself. You can Google some YouTube videos. If you're on the fence about how to massage your skin to make sure you're not pulling and dragging your skin in ways, that's not going to benefit you. Um, And it feels so good. So that would be another thing. That are another way that you can help um, sort of uh, smooth out those wrinkles. And I would say, last but not least, um, the importance of exfoliating. Uh, that can also have a tightening effect on the skin. So, just to give someone, give people, a little bit more insight into light peels that haven't had them, a light peel is almost like A controlled burn, and I don't mean that to sound scary, but it's basically eating away, dissolving those dead skin cells, so that new skin skin cells can rise to the surface. And because of that, it's often having this tightening effect on the skin because you're cleaning out those pores like crazy, getting out all of the dirt and the oil and things like that. And if you're using a really good, uh, light peel that maybe has some hydrating effects also such as lactic acid, um, that can be really beneficial, especially if you, if you err on the side of dry skin. So if you have, you know, a special event or something coming up, I have people that ask me this, how can I, how can I like, what products can I use? And I'm thinking, I don't know about products, but anytime I do a light peel, like before I have a TV segment, local TV or something like that, I am always like, God, I'm so glad I did that because my skin looks so much better. Then over time you have skin buildup, especially if you forget to exfoliate and your skin will gradually you know, build back up. So this is something that you need to do with some, again, like with everything in life, you have to be consistent with it. But I would say if you do have a special event uh, coming up and you do want your skin to look um, just really glowy and youthful and tighter, that's one way that I would recommend to achieve it. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes. And yeah. And one of my also favorite um, things as enzyme peels as well because um, enzymes are like little Pacman that eat away the dead surface of the skin. So they might not um, penetrate like the first couple layers of the skin as like some light peels, but it will just eat away some of the dead surface on top of the skin that will give you um, a brighter um, lightening effect.
0: Yes, I love that you mentioned that about the top layers of the skin because. We have the very top layers of the skin. There's five. It's called the epidermis. And then below that is the dermis. So everything that we talk about is on the epidermis level. And whenever you choose an enzymatic treatment, enzyme-based fruit acids, um, such as what Cecily just mentioned, um, you're going to get a lot lighter of an exfoliation than when you do something... little bit deeper like a chemical peel that is has other acids in it such as lactic acid salicylic acid um, glycolic acid even though um, glycolic is derived from fruits and things like that and um, enzymatic masks and and treatments can be too um, those are usually on a deeper level so it's going to to penetrate a little bit more and the result might be a little bit more great than if you do the enzyme treatment but enzymes are great especially if you have sensitive skin um if it's in the summertime and you're going to be outdoors a lot there's a million different reasons to use an enzyme based mask or treatment
1: yeah and typically like I will always recommend like an enzyme um base for like home care I suppose as like a scrub because with enzymes, I know, you know, they're not very abrasive and it's, I can't always trust that my clients will not be very aggressive with their scrubs and things like that. So as far as like at-home chemical or like exfoliation, I always recommend enzymes.
0: That totally, totally makes sense. Anytime you have anything that's grainy, it's, you know, um there is always a chance that you that you could get a little over ambitious <laughs> with it <Yes. laughs> it could be a little abrasive especially <laughs> if you've had a rough week and you're real stressed out <laughs> so yeah. i love i love what you're saying too about the enzyme how it's just like it's like the pac-men that are doing the work for us so we're just gonna let them do that and then we don't even have to risk being you know like uh overly like uh uh, crazy with our skin and then yeah. and then end up irritating our skin and again having the opposite effects we're going for so yeah. i think we've covered a pretty wide variety of ways that people can treat their skin whether they want to stick with completely all-natural remedies such as vitamin c or go to a skincare expert like us um, and do a light chemical peel um, or whether they want to go to a dermatologist and start something like a retinol um, because that would be prescription based, uh, what we're talking about, um, there, or you want to start massaging your skin at home, or I am always a believer in doing a variety of things like, you know, maybe not every single thing at once, but a variety of things and moderation. So, um, we're going to move on to number three, which is such a huge question that I hear people ask all the time, which is really the sequence of using their skincare products. So I'm going to tell you the way I think of it first and then let you expand on that. So okay. I like to think Of using your products from lightest to heaviest. That is literally the most simplest way that I could describe using the correct way for using your products. For example, in weight, I'm talking about. So if you have a toner and then you have a serum and you have a lotion, it's pretty easy for people to guess in weight which one feels lighter. So naturally, if I'm thinking of it that way, I will say, okay, this. The toner, the spray toner is the lightest. So I'm going to do that first. And then out of the two, the serum is going to be the lighter out of the, between the serum and the lotion or the serum and the butter. So I'm going to do the serum, right? And then I'm going to do the lotion. And that is without telling you why. That is just giving you a baseline for understanding the sequence. Because I know if people have three, four, five plus products, it can seem really confusing. So that is, that is my explanation. Do you have anything, any tips to add to that, Cecily?
1: Yeah. Um, so every product that you have um, has a purpose. And so the ingredient delivery is going to vary between different products. And you want to get the most, like the maximum benefits from each one. So kind of just going off um, what you said, um, applying the lightest to the heaviest. And just, like, um, think of it as the lightest, is, like, you're opening up the channels of your skin um, to receive more product. So, if you um, – yeah, so you kind of want to just stick to that, like, lightest to heaviest so you get the maximum results of your product and not waste them. I love that. I
0: love that because I think the toner – Um, using a spray toner, especially that's non alcohol or alcohol free um, really helps with the absorption of other products. It kind of like, it helps kind of keep the skin balanced because I've had people ask me that a lot also in the past, like, is a toner really worth it? Do I really need a toner? And I've always kind of paused to think about it because I want to make sure I'm being as uh, honest as possible Because if you ask me, do I need it? I can't say with 100% certainty that every single person needs it. But me personally, I understand the value and how it can help serve the other products and also start off with a nice, balanced, hydrated skin, especially if you're using the right one. So I think it can be very helpful. I think it can be very helpful.
1: Yeah. And also, too, um, everyone's skincare, you know, routine's going to be different. And so just kind of, yeah, having fun oh. with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's like, guys, come on, don't get so hung up on it. I mean, these, you're not going to mess up your skin if you put on a product that was supposed to go on before, after, or vice versa. It's just, we're giving you these tips because we want you to be able to maximize the efforts of what you're putting, especially if you're putting in a lot of effort to take care of your skin. We really want you to be able to um, get the best results because we know that you don't have a lot of time. We know that sometimes it's a struggle to just get to the bathroom to wash your face. So when we give you these tips, it's really just to help simplify your life and make everything easier. So, um, so with that, I have a little bonus tip that I want to uh, throw in here. And this was from my friend, Stephanie. She actually works at Studio 512 right now here in Austin. And she asked about whitening her teeth. And I had this aha moment come to me. Because, you know, my teeth are very, very sensitive. So I've never been one of those types of people that can use those strips very long. Or I, I can use the strip occasionally, but I try not to because my skin or because my teeth are sensitive. And I would never, ever, ever be able to, like, go get one of those teeth whitening procedures. Like, people look real pretty with them, but I'm just not a candidate. So I thought of coconut pulling coconut pulling is such a wonderful way to naturally whiten your teeth. What that is, is it's taking coconut oil and swishing it around in your mouth for about 10 to 15 minutes. I know that can sound like a really long time. So you can start off with five minutes and maybe work your way up. And then Literally spitting it out in the trash can, not in your, not down your sink or your toilet, where it can solidify and mess up your pipes. But make sure you you spit it out in your trash can. But um, doing this a few times a week can really help pull those stains off of your teeth and also why I love it so much is because it grabs on to all of that bacteria that our toothbrushes cannot possibly reach or even after we floss there's always some bacteria lingering somewhere Um, and sure you can use a you can use a mouthwash to help kill the germs and that's fine but that's not going to help with the stains so specifically for teeth whitening. I recommend coconut pulling, and if you want more information, more in-depth on that, just Google it. You'll find a wealth of information. Have you ever done coconut pulling, Cecily?
1: I have attempted it one time and it was <laughs> really challenging
0: for me. <laughs> yeah, I can see the first time. I'm not going to lie. The first time was really challenging for me. So I'm so, I, I was on a mission to do it because at that time, which was like a couple of years back at that time, I was having some problems with the tooth. So I was actually having tooth pain. And I had read um, that coconut pulling it up with the pain. So I was doing it for that reason. And it was actually helping with the pain. So um, that was my motivation. So I get, if you don't have that motivation, how it might be more challenging, (laughs) but I think it can be kind of addictive too, once you really feel how clean it makes your mouth feel. It's kind of amazing, but um, it wouldn't be the beauty side podcast if I didn't give you extra bonus tips, right? Nope. So... (laughs) I'm big on the bonus tips. So I have actually a few more bonus tips. I'm going to run through them pretty quickly. And I know you do too, Cecily. So um, as we age, you know, because we are talking about aging, particularly women over 35 and in their forties, you start to see a decreased um, you start to see decreased skin elasticity as well as loss of collagen, which can give us that really plump look. Also, a lot of clients, which we've touched on today, have darker spots such as hyperpigmentation, sometimes hypopigmentation, which are the white spots. Um, We see changes in pore size, often larger, right? um, which we don't like. And then we also see more fine lines, especially around the eyes and the mouth, which we have touched on today as well. So I just want to give you a few actionable items to help improve the texture of your skin. Okay. And the first little note is to not pick at your skin. So it's an actionable item that I don't want you to actually do. Don't pick at your skin. Um, the second one is if your skin is balanced, Make sure you're exfoliating a few times a week. And we've already given you some awesome tips for how to do that and some products to use. Also, increase your vitamin C intake. We've talked about using vitamin C topically. You can also use it internally and that will help boost the immune system, which is also going to help with your skin if you're thinking about things in a holistic nature. Also, this may be the time to incorporate that retinol. We talked about that. We mentioned it. I mentioned it several times. Cecily mentioned an alternative. But moving into your 40s, this is really the time if you're not already doing it, that you're going to want to think about that. It um, doesn't have to be retinol, but it's kind of a tried and true up until this point um, topical cream that you can use. Also, be diligent about SPF. Cecily, you mentioned that protection is number one, guys. We'll help you reverse the signs, but it's much easier to prevent the damage. So... Um, Also, because I'm also a makeup artist, I wanted to um, suggest that you wear primer. Some of you might be like, what's primer? Primer really helps smooth and even out the skin before you put on your makeup. Now, I have a wonderful product. It's called, sorry to call my own product wonderful, but I use it every day. So (laughs) I do think it's wonderful. It's called Quintessential Priming Duo. It's an anti-aging tinted moisturizer with SPF hyaluronic acid. And primer because it helps smooth out the skin and that's what a lot of us need as we age. So whether it's mine or someone else's, a primer is always a great place to start. It's going to make you feel just um, just really nice and smooth before you put on the makeup so that that makeup application is the best that it can be. Also, this may be the time we've talked about light peels today so much, but this may be the time that you want to start incorporating some of those into your routine on a regular basis. Maybe you do microdermabrasion instead if you have an inversion or sensitivity to light peels. There's no chemicals in microdermabrasion. So it's a a great place to start to remove that dead buildup if you want to do it on a deeper level than what you can actually get your hands on um, at home. And this also helps remove the buildup so that your, your really good, fancy, luxurious serums can penetrate deeper and give you some more valuable results. And I'm going to end on wellness tips because, you know, I can't talk about anything without talking about wellness tips. And, um, you know, drinking less alcohol, uh, avoiding tanning beds, smoking. These things may seem really, really obvious, but I still know people who do it like all the time and it's can be really fun. It can be really relaxing, but it doesn't come without a consequence. And the consequence is going to be premature aging. Do not kill the messenger, please. Also wearing sunglasses and big hats are really fun and stylish ways that you can protect your skin in the summertime, which is approaching fast here for us. And I know
1: Cecily, you had some tips also, right? Yes. All, yes. So um, one, well, it's more of a reminder. Stay hydrated and drink your water Um, because more so than not, um, a lot of plants, they say that their skin is dry. They are also uh, more on the dehydrated side. And so that's going to help your skin look and feel really sluggish. So drink water. And if you're not big on water, you can add like fresh lime, fruit, cucumbers, different things to your water to naturally enhance it. And then one thing when I was, um, kind of doing some research for this podcast and like, um, the sequence of how to do things, um, I learned that you use your skin oil after your creams and lotions. Um, I have a very small like minimalist skincare routine so I personally don't use any lotions or creams but I learned that if you use um your oil um after your lotions and creams it um acts as a barrier protector for the skin so I thought that was really cool and I wanted to share that with you I love that. I love that. You are so right. It acts as
0: an inclusive agent. So that is yeah. a really wonderful tip when you apply the oil on top of other things, other lotions, other creams and stuff like that. It's really going to help seal in the moisture. So that is a really, really great tip. I'm so glad you brought that up. And also wow. I know um, earlier when we were talking before the podcast, we were talking about exercise and how that can help as well as facial massage, which you and I are huge on. So just mm-hmm. want to remind people, Um, We know that some of these things might seem obvious, but I am a big believer in reminders because I know that I need them. And I know a lot of my clients are just so busy. They've got kids, they have animals, they have work, they have husbands, they have but just life in general, um, parents, they have everything, everybody needs their attention and help. So I feel like we could all benefit from these reminders. So I hope that these have helped you guys today. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comment section below. We'll make it a priority to get back with you. Also, Cecily, please let people know where they can find you online.
1: Yes. So, um, I have an Instagram, it's called the hill country skincare nerd. Love it, love it, love it. You guys definitely
0: stay in touch with Cecily on IG. And if you wanna Google me, I'm Gentry underscore Quinn or my beauty brand is just Gentry Quinn Makeup. It's also on IG. Uh, It has been such a delight. We've covered so much information today. Cecily, I think that these common skincare concerns and anti-aging essentials for women over 40 um, are well essential. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I think that, you know, we've got to don't, don't, I just, the last message here I want to leave everyone with is to not feel overwhelmed. Maybe, maybe you feel like you know all this. Maybe you've learned one thing today. Maybe you're completely new at this. Maybe you're busy and haven't thought about in a really long time. Whatever the case is, don't feel like you have to do everything at once. You can just do one thing at a time. Just start there see what it feels like, see what it looks like to you, see what your results are. And if it's great, you can add to it. If you're, you're happy with just doing very basic stuff, like, you know, a good wash and one night serum and one good moisturizer with some SPF it during the day, that is fabulous. And if you want to add, just add over time and add one thing at a time so that you know what's working and what's not working. Cause I think, today with all of the five and 10 skincare step systems out there today, it can feel really overwhelming, but Cecily and I are really about, we're really minimalist, which is kind of funny as skincare professionals. We're really minimalist and, uh, we're also really busy. So, (laughs) so, you know, these are things that you can just take, like, one little chunk at a time. And, um, and we're here for you guys again, if you ever have any questions. So I just want to leave everyone with a reminder as always, the more, you know, the more you glow. So until next
1: time, bye. Bye.